Are we live? We are live. We are live and in color. Hello, and welcome to Pizza and Pop Culture, uh, our second live broadcast uh, brought to you on, well, right now we're live on Facebook, but if you're listening to us after the fact, you're at wherever they've archived it. Uh, this is Peter Bradley. We're here with yep. Jude. And, and, and Jason, my and, brother. And Jude's brother, Jason. San Diego. He's out in San Diego, are you? Yeah. Oh, man. You're uh, in, in, enjoying the plague a bit out there, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would have been at Comic-Con right now, Comic-Con, where we're there. I oh, know. Yeah, it's kind of lucky. You, you, can, you can go there and uh, not have to pay for a hotel or, or, or travel or anything. The, ben the Bennies of living in sunny the San Benny. Diego. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. You don't, you don't miss it, brother. You could take a year off, right? Yeah, no, I don't miss it. Uh, it's, it's beautiful here. It's like, what, 80 degrees, 78 degrees. So it's nice and the nice breeze is coming in. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it, is, it is 86 and, and, and humid as hell out here in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but you've been going there every year to Comic Con in San Diego for how long? I've been going since I moved here in two thousand four. Um, not every that year. Sometimes. Back in two thousand four, you used to be able to buy a ticket to the show the day of the show and just walk in with a ticket um, with your badge. But as of like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, it started getting harder and harder to get badges. And then by two thousand twelve, I want to say it's nearly impossible to get a badge so uh, you had to go to a lottery by that time and, and try to get a badge with the uh multitude of masses trying for the badges at the same time so i didn't get to go every year um, sometimes yeah, i get a badge sometimes i wouldn't yeah i remember you'd also try to have me log in for you because you were busy with something and you'd say hey can you, can you log in just so i can just so i can try to get tickets no, because group strength is in numbers. The more people that gather together that try for badges, the, the better chance you have of getting them. Because right. once you get in, if you, if you pick them the lottery and you get into the room, you can apply for your badge. But if you have friends that are doing the same thing, once you got in, you'd be able to select how many people you wanted to buy for. Right. You could you know, get a bunch of people. You know, yeah, it got, it got strategy. It got really, really crazy, and I think they started doing some type of thing where they tried to eliminate scalpers. So I think there was like a two process of getting tickets. You would get into the queue, and then eventually you'd have to wait in the queue. But that's not necessarily mean that you had you had access to the ticket, right? Correct. So you could wait all day, and then eventually, if they if it filled up, you waited all day for nothing. That's right. Well, no, you didn't wait all day. Comic-Con tickets usually sell out in about an hour, hour and 50 minutes, pretty much. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would do a second lottery a couple months later because they would get an influx of new tickets, new badges. But, um, yeah, you were pretty much SOL. You know, you didn't get them. Or, or you'd buy them on eBay or you'd uh, try to find some a friend that was in the industry because industry people get to go uh, for industry badges for free. So, and your friend—that's right. You have a friend that does motion capture. 
Yeah. So I have a couple friends that are in the industry in LA. So I'll tell you what is your advantage. And I apologize. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you I apologize. I never had the chance to fly out there. Every time you invite me to go, and I'm always like, I'm not going. <laughs> well, well no, this year, no, no, we're sort of going together. <laughs> so, on that no, note, free. yeah, it's free. That's right. So, on that note, uh, earlier we were watching the new mutant channel, and um, it's interesting. I mean, it's. Uh, it's, I think it's a, a different direction they're kind of taking the, uh, the X-Men universe. Um, it's not part of the MCU, but it's associated with it in a way, right? Yeah. It's 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 kind of a closeout to the 20th Century Fox's uh, X-Men franchise. Right, which I, I didn't think would last this long. I thought eventually they would let go and just, you know, but I guess they're holding on to it, right? Is that the idea? Yeah, well, it's been made, and so you know, if if they don't do anything with it, it's 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 money that has that uh, it's money just sitting there. You know, they can they can make they can make money off of it any time. Right, and it's it's been what two years they shot this two years ago. I think two or three years ago. Yeah, they they shot this thing, and then there were there were rumored reshoots, and then there weren't reshoots. Um, it got delayed. And, and coming out, and then and then Disney bought 20th Century Fox and delayed it even more. And then there was the whole back and forth as to what are they going to do because of the MCU now. So I, like I said, it's they're just sitting there with a movie that's made. If they don't release it in any capacity, that's money that they've wasted. And Disney is so hurting for money right now; they are not going to waste a penny. <laughs> but speaking yeah. of the New Mutants, uh, you got it. You got it queued up here. I guess they got. Yeah. Um, the first 10 minutes followed by a trailer of the movie. Now, I have not seen them. I was on the phone all day today, so I missed a lot of, of Comic-Con, uh, the announcements and so on. So I'm going to be kind of winging this, making stuff as we go along. But, well, uh, it's also kind of hard for us. It would be very interesting seeing it. Yeah. But the time difference throws us off. Like right now, what, it's 3 o'clock in San Diego? Yeah. 3.36. What time is it? 3.36. Yeah, okay. So, I will play this, and then... Uh, and I will get my live reactions. And I gotta check on my dinner. Yeah. So we're watching the first 10 minutes of New Mutants. There's an old Native American Inside every person, there are two bears, forever locked in combat for your soul. One bear is all things good. Compassion, love, trust. The other is all things evil, fear, shame, and self-destruction. We're starting to move you off of the gang here. <laughs> Oh, 
I have to go back and stay here. Look, so far, not off to a bad start. I think that's Arya's character. Okay, and we're not off to a bad start. This is certainly different than any of the other X-Men movies, but I guess they're, they're, they're playing this more like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's an interesting take. I mean, no one's in the trailer proper. Great. I mean, it's it's lots lots of CGI things. But I mean, it, it looks it definitely looks different yeah. than your standard X Men movie, and it, it could be a, it could be a good a uh, good way to, to handle it as a horror movie. I mean, it, it doesn't look terrible. No, I, I mean, I, I, it's it's a little glossy for my taste, but I mean, we'll see. I'm I just you know I get excited about these movies sometimes, but you know, and then all of a sudden it's like. Back yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to put any money on it being good, but it certainly doesn't look terrible. I mean, it's, but then again, making a bad movie look good in a trailer is right. kind of an art form. And Exhibit A, I give you the Phantom Menace. Yeah. yeah it's, or Dark Phoenix. So what? What? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I saw. I didn't see the Dark Phoenix. Was it? Was it no, good? No, it was one of the worst reviewed X Men movies ever. Really? So badly reviled, yeah, that um, most people didn't go to see it because of the reviews were so atrocious. The trailer was good, though, you see, so you're right. Advertising in the trailer could, you know, well, hype you up. So. Also, you know, it's like watching the, the DC Universe. I mean, a lot of times the trailer's going to look really good. I mean, I. I like Suicide Squad. I didn't think it was a terrible movie. I know a lot of people disagree. Um, the trailer, when the first came out, I, I, I saw it on my birthday, actually two years, three years ago, two years ago. 
and I actually went on my birthday. It was like my, my birthday thing. And I was actually visiting my parents in South Carolina. And I went to the theater by myself. And I enjoyed it, but it's the same concept. They don't really hit. If you keep watching these movies, with the exception, I think, of Wonder Woman, and they don't hit a home run, then you keep kind of have low expectations every single time one comes out. And I think this is kind of how this trend has been going with Fox, right? I mean, Dark Phoenix, New Mutants. I don't, it, but it, I like. Are going to survive? I like the fact that but I like the fact that they're exploring the horror genre and that they're melding it with superhero um, movies. I think this is um, it actually it's a, it's a good concept based on a, a comic from Chris Claremont and Bill Sienkiewicz from the 80s called The Demon Bear Saga. And uh, so the, the, the material that they're drawing from is is very good, is very solid. So if they stick to the storyline and they're able to translate that adaption well, it could be a good movie. Um, so it depends on how how true they stay to the, the source material. I mean, I know they're 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 taking liberties, but um, I'm willing to give it a chance. All right. Yeah, same here. It, 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 I I I would probably wait for word of mouth uh, reviews to, uh, to 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 probably put the the final nail in the coffin whether or not I'd go see it. But um, yeah, I'd I'd be willing to give it a chance. Well, yeah. I mean, the cast is great, you know. Yeah. I mean, the casting is good. Um, but the thing is, is that what other superhero movies are coming around around the same time this is being released, right? Is there anything? I mean, I can't think of any other superhero movie, right? Is the MCU doing anything? No, that's all. What's that? I think. Uh, when does it come out? I'm know. assuming if they're dropping, if they're dropping all this now, and they say it looks like the movie's pretty much complete. I think when we watched the panel, he said it's pretty much complete. That means it's probably gonna come out. Well, I'll look it up, but it looks like it's gonna come out more recent, before the year's over. It was supposed to be released on April third. Um, well, I, and I don't even know how you release movies now. Whether or not you release them in theaters or you release them online. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be more like, oh, it hits theaters on August 28th. Uh, this year? Yeah, yeah. We'll try to hit it in theaters, eh? Nah, no, it won't go to theaters. Hey, you're joined now by Keith. Shitty No, chicken. I'm shitty chicken. Shitty chicken. You missed the trailer. Hey. No, I was watching it while I was scarfing down a hamburger because I pulled over. <laughs> I actually, I think it looks pretty good. You don't think it looks too WB-ish? Oh, no, it totally looks like something off the CW. But <laughs> I like the fact that it's a tone, it's tonal, it's different in tone. And I'll take yeah. different. It looks like, it actually looks like, like a Blumhouse kind of a thing. But, you know, I, I just, you know what? I'm tired of sitting here and going, that sucks. This sucks. What happened to that? Why'd they ruin this? I'm trying to be optimistic here. <laughs> well, that's a really clear trend. I mean, you, you, you know, it, it's the run. Yeah. If the movie didn't do that well, and it, I didn't see Dark Phoenix. My brother said he did, but. What was that? Dark Phoenix, the last movie. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't, I didn't see it. 
Oh, you didn't see it. I thought you said you saw it. No, don't, don't. No, no, the reviews were so atrocious that I said I can't see this in good. You know, I it's, can't see this. I'll put it this way, Jason. Um, if you thought X3 was bad, that looks like Citizen Kane compared to this thing. I shit you not. What's that? Did you see it in the theater? Oh, God, no. I saw it on an airplane. <laughs> but worse, and you're going to hate me for this, but I'm a completist, so I had to buy it on Blu-ray because <laughs> I have to have them all. But I got it on Black Friday for two ninety nine. So All right. We <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of muffled, Jude. It's hard to hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're wearing a mic last night. Where a mic? Where a mic? Where did I put it? I, everybody ahead. else is nice and clear, but you're you're all muddy. So I just I just suck right now. Okay. Hold on. I gotta look at my head. So so. So, uh, did you guys just start with the New Mutants thing? Yeah, we just started with the New yeah. Mutants. Um, I got IGN all called up here so that we can uh, we can dive into some of the some of the news yeah. here. Yeah, or go to Bounding into Comics. They have all the good headlines, too. Um, yeah, I, I won't be on long because I'm driving, and it's my daughter's birthday. So, Well, we don't have to go too long tonight because we're going to be back tomorrow night anyway, right? Yes, we are. I think uh, Mr. Amenta is hopping on with us tomorrow night. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Pinto Comics. Pinto And if you don't listen to Pinto Comics, you should. Oh, yeah. I love that show. So did anybody, did anybody watch this? What's that? I was going to ask my brother what podcast he listens to in San Diego. Oh. Um, Word Balloon uh, with John Suntress. Is a really good one. It's a comic book interview show where he gets. Oh together yeah, with, uh, yeah. Have you heard of this one? Uh, Word balloon. Word balloon. Yeah. Awesome. Some in-depth conversations with some great creators. Yeah, John's good. Yeah, John's very good. No, John's He's very knowledgeable. He's very knowledgeable. Oh. So, what? What do you got a zoo there, Jude? You can't hear me. I know. I hear dogs and cats and. Yeah, we hear the background, not you. You don't hear me. You're. You sound terrible. You're all garbled. Hmm. Well, talk amongst yourselves. I'll figure this out. Yeah, you might have to mute yourself and reset your settings or something. Where's who's got the barking dog? uh, (laughs) That's me. Oh my God! Here at the ASPCA. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Cue Sarah McLaughlin. So I just—I uh, was listening to the boys panel on my way down the freeway here. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna have to watch that. Is anybody watching that? Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It, you know, yeah, I, I did. Did you see the scene? I actually saw the scene. I'm, I shouldn't have been looking down, but, you know, I'll cop to it. The scene where, uh, from the season two there, where they smash into the whale on the boat. I, I haven't seen anything of season two yet. So, after this, I'll probably go and watch that panel. Uh, the scene. 
Yeah, and, and what was impressive is they did it all practically. They really well, and they smashed into it. Oh. No CGI. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. kind of, yeah. That's impressive. Just hearing that sold me, like, all right, that's cool. I'll just, yeah, I'll watch it because of that. I know this is hearsay, but I think the show is better than the comic. And, um, you know, Garth Ennis is really? a great writer, but yeah, I, I really do. I think the show explores the characters in more detail, fleshes out the story a lot better than the comic does. And I don't say that very often, but in this case, I think the show is superior. It really is done very, very well. I won't, I won't spoil anything from season one, but definitely watch it. Yeah, I know my friends Jackie and Colin really like it. Can you guys hear me now? Oh, that's yeah. Wonderful. I think I'm gonna have to. What are there? Eight episodes, or oh, you're way better. I think about ten episodes or so. Is it's another? It's a deconstructionist take on Super. How many episodes? I I can't remember. It was a year ago that I watched it. Now, right. Um, I want to say eight or ten episodes. It's not that many. You can kill it in about a weekend or so if you binge. And. But it's phenomenal. It's a, it's it's a Watchmen esque take on superheroes. Yeah. Right. That's what I hear. They're they're basically antiheroes. Yeah. And, and yeah, they they're antiheroes. And they don't even know it. They're so ego. Their egos are so big that they they think that they're doing good for everything, and they're really not, right? No, they're they they're subconsciously uh, evil. Some of them. I would I want to say some of them think that they are contributing to the greater good, but a lot of them are, no, this is who I am. I'm just an evil scumbag superhero. Megalomaniacs, pretty uh, much. Uh, yeah, they're like, yeah. yeah, they're like narcissists, you know, right? Yeah, it's a good yeah. take on, on, on superheroes, and they took a lot of those ideas. I mean, some of the scenes are ripped directly from the comics, so while you're watching it, you're like, oh yeah, that's this scene. So, um, and I love the comic. I just think that the, the show is taking it to a, a higher level. So it's very comic accurate. Yeah, I mean they are. They, they are. I was just. They are deep. I was just so impressed that they said that was all practical, done in camera, versus CGI. I'm, um, you know, CGI sometimes takes you out of it. And I literally, and I'm watching it on my phone as I'm driving, and to uh -huh. see where, when they hit the, whoa, it looked awesome. And I'm watching a little like one inch, you know, thumbnail. <laughs> so, yeah. How about the Star Trek? Did anybody watch the Star Trek stuff? Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Uh because uh, yeah, you and I talked off air earlier today, and uh, you definitely have 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 an opinion on this new Star Trek uh, panel. Is this the Picard one, or is this just a, a panel? To yeah, I didn't. Well, I guess they did a whole bunch of stuff. I caught like the first three minutes and the last three minutes, and that's all I needed to see. I was not happy. Um. You know, I've had my theories over the years that the people in charge of Star Trek don't know anything about it. And what they do is they watch like a movie or two and they they think they have a handle on the whole culture of Star Trek. And they they kind of proved it today. The guy was talking about the cartoon Lower Decks and he said, oh, well, we have a, a, a funny callback for Star Trek fans. We have Romulan whiskey in our show. And 
we saw Romulan Ale in one of the movies. So that's what gave us the idea. And right there, they watched Wrath of Khan, Romulan Ale is mentioned, and they don't realize that it's been mentioned in about 50 episodes or more. Romulan Ale is common. It's, it's, they think they found an Easter egg. And right there, that tells you they don't fucking know what they're dealing with. They're idiots. They just, they watch the movie or they watch us. And then he goes, uh, you know, because Star Trek's always been about comedy. They did Epis Trouble with Tribbles and it was hilarious. And then there's another one on Deep Space Nine where Captain Sisko plays baseball against the Vulcans. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Holy crap. They don't, they, they just don't know what they're doing. They don't wow. realize that those episodes are funny because the characters are acting antithetical to how they would normally act in certain situations. Or that Captain Sisko is a huge baseball fan, but baseball is gone in the 24th century, and he just wants to see a live baseball game, so he has a game on the holodeck. Like, they, they, they don't understand what they're dealing with, and they admitted it in about four minutes. <laughs> Did you listen and to they the also announced. No, I said just the last, first three minutes and the last three minutes. Yeah, that was it, right? You're really, and, I'm, and, done. I'm done. Well, no, because I was busy. I had to pick up Doug from the hospital, and I had to load up the car right, with gear right. and run it. So it's just they announced another animated show today, too, for little kids Which on I've Nickelodeon. Got, yep, I've got uh, the summary of it in case you missed it. But what bothered me about that is the guy said, now we've checked all the, all the, all the uh, what do you say, all the, the uh, demographic boxes. We've checked all the boxes now. Like, that sounds like something a corporate person says. Oh, we checked all the boxes. Holy shit. Like, it, Star Trek's done, guys. I'm sorry. Star Trek is fucking dead. Gone. Bury it. We what? had that conversation yesterday. Where, where can they go from here? What can they possibly do? Well, They if... have to sell it to somebody who knows what they're doing with it. Who respects it for the property that it is. They, these, these guys are fucking hack assholes. They're ruining it. Well, you're telling me that a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict Starfleet ship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation doesn't float your boat? That's not your cup of oh, Greg? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Are you reading me Young Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Trek? Star Trek Prodigy. Oh, God. Is that the name of it? It sounds... Oh, because oh, you could have fooled me. It sounds to me like Young Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Is it, well, is, it, is, it the, is it the Botany Bay? Botany Bay? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Kevin and They're going to find the Botany Hadjiman? Kevin and Dan Hadjiman? H-A-G-M-A-N. They wrote uh, for Troll Hunters, The Lego Movie, and Lego's Ninjago. So that kind of gives you the idea of the tone that this is probably going to have. So basically, so it's, another, it's another fall down comedy Star Trek cartoon. So basically, it's like Lost in Space. No, it's worse. It's like Pirates in Space. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a bunch of kids having adventures on a derelict ship. Oh my God. This is the second time that like, they. Yeah, it's on Nickelodeon for little kids. So that's the route they're going. That's the route they're. Well. Of course, they're going to animation because they can get that done now at home. Right, right. They, they right. can't shoot any live action. So, oh my God, take Star Trek and make it. So Star Trek was always known for intelligence and problem solving, and and you know so many things, scientific reasoning, and now they're just dumbing it down. 
to, to, to any general audience to, to suck them in and sell them something. Oh, it's terrible. Even, even with the Picard show? Because I haven't seen it. Oh, God. Oh, it's a piece of shit. If you, if you like that, Picard from, from Next Generation, you are going to hate this. It's a different character. It's, yeah, it's not even him. It's awful. It's all, and again, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. He's on a pirate ship with a bunch of misfits. <laughs> yeah, and it, oh, man. It, it's not hopeful. It's it's it it's it brings in class warfare and it brings in there. It's incredibly violent. Like one yeah. character from Star Trek Voyager shows up and he's getting first time you see him since Voyager, he's getting his eyeball ripped out of his skull. <laughs> Star Trek <laughs> in in graphic detail. Well. While he's screaming the whole time, and then after they take his eyeball, they shoot him in the head, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it, it, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's things that, that are normally that are are normally taken care of. Like, there's no money in the future. That's pounded into our skulls since the '60s. There's right. no money in the future. Well, you know. You know, you're Picard. You're rich, and you and and you live on a huge mansion. I live in a trailer, and I'm poor. Yeah, but there's yeah. no money in the future. This shouldn't exist. Right. It's not explained. Yeah. Jason, if you want to get a, a an overall feel for all ten episodes, watch the Red Letter Media review of it for an hour and a half. That's all <laughs> you need to see. Yeah, in the ending. <laughs> okay, I write that down. And, and what happened? And what happens with Picard is even more insulting to at the end. Yeah, the the, the really one ends up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really You're gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Alex Kurtzman's the, his go-to trope. His go-to trope is kill somebody and bring them immediately back to life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's 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 not very well done. So you said it, you guys you guys did say watch the first episode, which I haven't watched any of them, but I, I'm tempted just to watch the first episode because you guys said it wasn't that bad. I was actually optimistic after the first episode. Yeah, the first episode really brings you in, really hooks you in, but by the third one, I knew I was watching a piece of shit. <laughs> and after the fourth one, I canceled my subscription. What was it? I didn't even I didn't even finish it. It was terrible. It was on what was it on? It was on the CBS All Hacks. Uh, right, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's bad. How does, how does Discovery fit into this? Because I haven't seen that either. Uh, that's just a piece of crap, too. I have. I oh, saw right. the first 10 minutes of it and, and I checked out. I actually made it through three whole episodes and I went, this is not Star Trek. This is like a violent, generic science fiction show called Star Trek. It's just nowhere close, you know? Yeah. But Discovery is supposed to take place like 10 years before the original series. So it takes place between Enterprise and, and the classic series. Right. It doesn't look like it because everything's got holographic displays and it's all, you know, there's 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 androids. There's all sorts of things that, that shouldn't be there. Right. It, it Even when they at one point even bring in the Enterprise and it looked so technologically advanced, it isn't even funny. Like they, they really well, it's into their set, but it, it, it's fun. It's it, funny you bring that up, Pete, because remember last night we were saying why would they pigeonhole themselves by putting it in that space of time? 
Yep. And then and then it dawned on me today. Exactly. That's exactly why. Because they knew they they're they're not clever enough to write a series on their own, something new and original. So by putting it in that time frame, they knew if they got into trouble or if it started to tank, all they have to do is fly the freaking Enterprise in with either Kirk yep. and Spock or in this case Pike and Spock, and then all the fanboys will wet their fucking pants. It was a safety valve. Putting it in that time frame was nothing but a safety valve. Of because of their gro- because of their absolute gross incompetence. Fuck you, Alex Kurtzman. You fucking hack. <laughs> We're not fans. Not all of us are fans of, of Star Trek anymore here at Pizza Pop Culture. I'm so pissed. It's ruined. It's ruined. Fuck you, Rick Berman. Star Trek's you like my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Star Trek, and he fucking ruined. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take Rick Berman. Yeah, I hated it. I hated the J.J. Abrams movies. I, I couldn't stand them. Oh, I didn't like what we, we, we have a I we have a big thing about J.J. Abrams, and and we we can go on and on about him. Jar Jar, Jar Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, man, the man that can't finish terrible. any project. He starts a project that just hands it off to somebody. I have a great idea here. Oh, you finish it. You you could tell a story. Telling a story because he doesn't know how to tell a story. He can't tell stories. No. Well, plus an ending. He can't. And so you know, it's funny. We used to make fun of Michael Bay. At least, at least Michael Bay can tell tell a story, like to a point. Yeah. Jade Jar Jar, man, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, he can't. He can't finish any. Movie. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of. Um, no, he can't. He doesn't. You know, he there is nobody that reminds me of. But um, who's that guy that did um, the M M M Shyamalan? What what is his name? M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. He had always M. had Night. great. He always had great ideas for movies. Like uh, what was that movie he did, The Village, which I I loved until the end. And a lot of his movies were like that. They were great concepts, and then all of a sudden, as the movie progressed towards the end, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this is horrible. Besides, of course, the Bruce Willis movie that was probably his best, but the rest of them fell flat. Which one? The one Unbreakable? Where, no, the one where he sees dead people. Six Sense. Yeah. Oh, that was Six Sense. That was the that only was one a, I think that he successfully that was, completed without a, turning it to shit. Well, he hadn't oh, given well, into his, his first ego. movie. Right. That was his first movie. He hadn't given into his own ego yet. <laughs> and you can tell as 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 the movies progress, he starts shoehorning himself into more and more of the movie. Like the, the Village being a great example, where the the very clever "I'm a director" shot where he's reflected in the door of the cabinet and, and he proceeds to do a 20 minute rant on the entire history of the village. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, it, it, his, his ego just got so big and so big and so big. And he, he just couldn't out, outlive his own ego or couldn't out, 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 out perform his own ego. Well, he casted yeah. himself in his own movies too, which yeah. I always thought was, I mean, I know Quentin Tarantino does that, but, I don't think a director should cast himself in his own movie. <laughs> I think it's funny, Pete, that as you said, the bigger his ego got, the lower his box office got. It was like they had a right opposite effect. <laughs> exactly. And it took it, it took him what ten years, if not more, to, to to finally you know become irrelevant that that he could have a hit with uh, with Split. Yeah, I people had given up on him. I thought he was like a one hit wonder, you know. Yeah, well, I'm surprised JJ's lasted this long. So you must have some good friends in Hollywood. 
he used to babysit Steven Spielberg's kids. He's got Spielberg's blessing. He's not going anywhere. That's how yeah, he got in the business. Hollywood. He wrote regarding Henry. Yeah, he was a screenwriter. No shit. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a screenwriter. He wrote a script when he was in college, and that launched his career, and then he just worked his way up the ladder to production producer. You mean the movie hey. with, with Harrison Ford, where he gets, he gets like, correct. amnesia? That's correct. Yeah. I didn't know he wrote yeah. that. Hey, yeah. Jason. Have, have you read the Spider-Man comic he just wrote with his son? I've seen it on the racks, but I have not picked it up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. through two issues, and I went, yeah, yeah. pass. Yeah, it's not good. Pass, hard pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, kind of, I kind of thought so, because I heard I heard very similar reviews to, to that. And yeah. um, I thought to myself, this is not good. I just think what he does is he appropriates elements from previous incarnations, previous stories, he dumbs them down. He's done this with Star Wars. He's done it with yes. Star Trek, with, with the Khan, uh, you know, situation with the second movie, The Darkness, or whatever yep. the movie was called. Yep. Um, he takes these wonderful elements of the mythos and he just dumbs them down for the general populace. He removes, he makes them artificial, superficial, and it, it, they don't have any more resonance anymore. You know, that's what I think he does. I'm with you. He's very good at, it. yeah. Well, he because so he makes it pretty while he does it. <laughs> You're mesmerized exactly. by the visuals. <laughs> well, he uses. You know, it's funny. Well. South Park. South Park nailed him on that when they had an episode where they they brought him in to rewrite the national anthem because Kaeper the Kaepernick thing. It was about five years yeah. ago they did this, and they bring him in. And he basically gives them the same exact song. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is so much better!" You know. <laughs> <laughs> well. We always, we always know it's his movie because of the use of his lens flares. So he loves his lens flares. Yeah. And the shaking, the shaking camera, the <laughs> vibrating camera. Yeah, he definitely has his, he has his, his tropes, which he uses over and over again. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's got potential. I said, I mean, didn't, didn't didn't he do that movie with the kids and the, the, we went out, Oh we God, we just talked that. about that. Super Eight. Right. Oh. Yeah, it was like a. It was basically ET done over, just with a, yeah, it was a scary e. alien. A scary yeah. ET meets the meets the South Park kids. Yeah, those four yeah. kids were the South Park kids. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. No. No. I was just said to your brother yesterday. I said, Jar has he keeps making the same movie. He gives us the same movie over and over again. They're all the same. Yeah. They really are. They're beat, beat for beat. There's nothing different. He doesn't do. They don't change in in look or style or anything. They're just the same freaking shit. Well, let's hope. Yeah. It's a formula. You're right. He's got that one. Yeah, formula guy. Yep. Yeah. Let's hope he and doesn't it uh, ruin it for you, Pete, and do the Nosferatu movie coming up, the remake. Oh no, he's not. Oh, no. He's not. And that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, New Mutants. Uh, uh, Anna Taylor Joy. There is supposed to be. In a remake of Nosferatu, by the same director who did The Witch. Oh, I, that's a great movie. Oh, the, the, the Lighthouse one? guy. What's his name? Yeah. Robert Eggers. Yes, that's the one. He's very good at atmospheric. At, uh, yeah, movies. visuals are going to be stunning. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. Witch. The, the Witch was. I mean, The Witch is a out there movie, but the visuals and even the acting in it, it just 
you you know you're going down a dark path when you watch that movie. You know things are not right, and you could feel it. It's the atmosphere weighs heavy on you. Did you see that movie? Did you see the lighthouse? Oh, you got to see the witch. It's really yeah, I, I did. I just looked him no, up. Did, on did, did you see the lighthouse? Not on, the his, not on his, his upcoming schedule. So the lighthouse, um, the lighthouse was with the guy, yeah. um, the Twilight guy, right? Robert Pattinson. Right. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's yeah. pretty much a story about two people who were stuck in a lighthouse for a season, and they obviously start to yeah, you know what, get sick of each other. Well, visually, it's jaw dropping. Well, it's sort of. They're just. They're both so unlikable and they're just assholes that you just want them both to die. Um, but but visually and the, the soundtrack are, are beautiful and haunting. But the characters are just awful. I mean, it's, it's a tough watch. The Green Goblin. Um, you're better off. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. but they're both just. Like, you can't. It, it sucks when you don't have a protagonist because you can't identify or side with either guy. They're just terrible. So, right, but I heard my, some, two, my two cents. I heard that there's some dark uh, supernatural stuff that supposedly happens, and they start kind yeah, of fighting a lot over. Of, they start yeah, fighting and there's a lot like of homo, a, homo erotica too. Yeah. yeah, but I hear there's like yeah. a, a mermaid that shows up, and they don't know if yep. the mermaid's real or not, and it starts getting really bizarre. Yeah, it, it, it's weird, and like I said, it would have been fine to be weird if you liked at least one of the two guys, but they're both awful. I'll have to see it. I saw a review on it, but um, I didn't see the movie. But I, I highly recommend seeing The Witch Brother. I think it's on Netflix, actually, right now. It is, yep. And, I'll, and, I'll look it up. And prepare yourself. It's a very, like, you get sucked in. It's, it's visually stunning, and the story just, you know, it's one of these movies where you actually start, you start getting really, I don't know, it just brings you in. What's that? Yeah, I mean, Invested. Yeah, very he's invested. A, he's a really good director. Um, I just didn't. I just thought that the lighthouse, the the characters again, were just a problem. So he kind of reminds me of like a Quentin Tarantino of of kind of like that horror genre, where he's just he's got that niche for it, and in that style is just his own. You know what I mean? Well, he gets light and shadow. I think that's what's great. I mean, you know. Shooting the lighthouse in four by three black and white made it really. It felt old, and it felt, um, you know, it felt like something you would have watched in the nineteen forties or something. You know, yeah. He really shooting it in black and white. He played a lot with contrast and, and shadow, and I really liked that. The cinematography is just stunning. It's beautiful to watch. The problem is when you watch it on uh, streaming because streaming has such low bit rate. There's a lot of banding in this because everything's lit with candles and stuff. You get all the banding nah. in the as the as the light falls off and stuff. So you're better off going to the red box and renting the Blu-ray. Okay. Because you know you can even see all the digital noise in the blacks and stuff because it's it's such a black contrasty movie, and the the digital noise and the banding was driving me nuts. I watched it on uh, Amazon and it was just it was pissing me off. That's why. Uh, that's why physical media rules, man. That's true. I think uh, you, know, I, I, you never know how good uh, 
you know, Blu-rays look until, you know, you, you think you're watching high quality on Netflix and then you watch a Blu-ray and you're like, oh my God, like what am I well, paying have, for? Yeah, they have to strip so much of the color space out to get it down the pipe. It's compressed to hell. That's, you know, you get a Blu-ray yeah. and the compression's at 50 megabits. You watch your stream, you're watching it like two, four, you know? So, so uh, speaking, speaking of vampire movies, in, uh, next year, Morbius is uh, coming out through the MCU. Did you guys hear about this? Really? Isn't, Morbi isn't Morbius a Marvel character? Yeah, he fights yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, he's a Spider-Man villain. He's got his own movie. Well, that's because Sony... Is, is right now uh, Spider Man is off limits. So, but they've got the rights to use every other Spider Man character there is, and any any of the ones that aren't disputed for the MCU are free game. That's why you got Venom in his own movie. That's why you're getting Morbius in his own movie. That's why you're getting uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat in their own movies. Right. Right. So, so Jay Leto, yeah. Jay Leto, or Jared Leto. I'm sorry, Jared Leto is playing uh, Morbius. Yep. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, the, 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 the trailer has been up for quite a while for that. Again, it's one of these things. It's, it, it's probably going to – it's a dumb popcorn movie. That's yeah, what yeah. it looks like. I wonder – that's an interesting choice to use that, that villain as a, a standalone film. But it is – what's that? They're, they're strip mining the mythos because – they're looking around. What can we? What can we grab? You know, before we, we lose this license, if we lose this license. So they want to make money. Um, I'm sure, yeah, I'm well, certain they'll be. You know, they, yeah, they want some money. We some new money. Yeah. Well, they're also they also do the uh, Deadpool movies too, right? No, that's Fox. That's Fox. No, that's that's yeah. the the studio formerly known as Fox. Oh, okay. God, it gets so confusing, man. I, I just, just like everybody has a piece of Marvel. Well, that's because in the '90s, Marvel was this close to going under, and they started selling off the rights to all the different characters. And right. it, yep. it, basically, Toy Biz kept them kept them afloat for about a decade. Action figure company. Yep. Yeah. Really? yeah. Are you kidding me? An action figure company kept them afloat. Yep. Avi Arad. Avi Arad stepped in. Yeah. No shit. Right, he, he became president of Marvel, didn't he, in the, the mid-90s? Yes. During the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. And saved them from veteran But also saved them, though, was bringing in uh, new talent, bringing in Joe Quesada, bringing in the Marvel Knights line, uh, Daredevil, um, all those great late 90s titles that really reinvigorated the line. So, yeah. uh, made, you know, brought in fresh talent. Kevin Smith, writing Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. So it, it, it you know it kind of reinvigorated, uh, brought new life into the uh, into the line, which which was desperately needed. I thought I thought Disney was gonna pretty much get their hands in that, but well, eventually, uh, if 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 uh, you know they if they don't buy it, the the. Uh, the the uh, contracts will will expire, or if there's a if there's a sale, if for some reason somebody buys Sony, then Disney gets writes all their characters back, lock, lock and barrel. Yeah. Which of course there's been rumors of Sony being for sale forever. Disney certainly isn't going to buy them now. Oh, I thought there was something in the news Disney? about that too. 
Disney Disney can't afford to pay for half a Marvel movie right now. Yeah, so. they are so hurting for cash. It isn't funny. Do you see that uh, Disney Plus? They announced their uh, their results of the. They they only made like fifty million dollars off the subscriptions to Disney Plus. Ouch! Like like that's like one quarter the budget of a big Marvel movie. That's yeah. they're hurting, man. They're in big trouble. And even if they even if they keep their parks open, their parks are only getting twenty percent capacity, right? Yep. Yeah. They're just they're gonna they're hemorrhaging. Yeah. They this is what they get for buying the universe. They're gonna have to sell it back. <laughs> and we're still waiting for a uh, we're still waiting for a big Star Wars announcement. But you know, Comic Con's got a got a few more days left. We're still waiting on that on on, on a big official Star Wars announcement. So but rumors. Well, the guy who uh, dropped it, what's his name? I always forget his name. Doomcock. Doomcock. He he's the, the he the, he doesn't he, he's not saying what his source is, but he's saying that pretty much Lucas is stepping in and saying this is not how I envisioned it, and you basically screwed it up, so you're out. And I think this is also probably has a lot to do with the Mandalorian being so popular that you know Kathleen Kennedy obviously. She screwed it up, and it rebounded in someone else's court. And something that is how much, as far as budget difference, is became so much more successful than three three huge blockbuster, well, high high budgeted movies. Well, it just shows you you could throw as much money as you want at something if you've got garbage characters, garbage story, and, and uh, you know JJ. incompetent, uh, right. I don't care how much money you spend, uh, you know, crap is crap. Brother, you saw The Mandalorian? I only saw the first three episodes. I loved them, though. I can't, I can't wait to finish it. I was wondering if they were going to release it on, on um, Blu-ray because I don't have Disney+. Plus. I watched it over they, at a friend's house who has Disney+. Plus. I'm okay. sure they will. Yeah. But look, yeah. We just talked about how much money they're losing. <laughs> they're going to pull out yeah, all the yeah, stocks to earn money everywhere they can. Yeah, I'm surprised In it's fact, not people are thinking they might pull the original trilogy. What's that? Keith? And and uh, with like the yeah, pulling out like the original theatrical versions or something. I'm sure there's going to be something because they 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 announced in a variety today. They announced that uh, there's going to be a new Star Wars movie debuting around the holidays every year starting in 2023, and uh, the, then 2025 and 2027, respectively, we're going to have new Star Wars movies. Which were pushed. They were supposed to start that in about a year and a half. Right. Well, um, you understand because, you know, the apocalypse. There's an apocalypse? Well, COVID, <laughs> which YouTube yeah. won't let us say. <laughs> Well, I hope that John Favreau. What's that? I think what we're going to see. Yeah, I think we're going to see Lucas take over. Favreau will handle the Disney Plus stuff, and Kevin Feige will handle the theatrical stuff. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. And then, and then, what is she? Where is she going now? What is she? What kind of bad robot? Oh, that's right. She's going the bad robot. You did say that. Yeah, they deserve each other. So they can, um, her and JJ can can do some kind of. <laughs> by the by the way, Pete. No. Yes. 
when you said that the other night recording our show, that became the title of this week's episode. They deserve, they deserve each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our episode drops tomorrow. So, uh, so any, anybody listening to us now, <laughs> um, anybody listening to us now will uh, will have. It, it won't be a surprise when we announce, you know, the when we announce the uh, the, the the very super secret special news. Right, right, exactly. Which, um, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bail in a minute because it's my daughter's birthday. But well, uh, we're almost an hour anyway, and I was gonna back out of, out of uh, after an hour. Or so, well, make sure you hit all the good headlines. Um, these also these are archived. So I put on our YouTube channel. I put the video stream from last night. And on our audio podcast feed was the audio feed from last night. And I'll do it with this one, too. So they'll always be available. We actually got a lot more viewers after we signed off. Really? (laughs) Don't don't tell me why we had 20 views within the first hour after we ended our stream last night. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these so. were only supposed to go, what, we were only supposed to, last night we went two hours, didn't we? Two and a half hours? These, these can go as long as we want. Friday I'm Night think- Tights goes six hours sometimes. I'm thinking right now we can do an hour, because tomorrow, how many people are going to have tomorrow, you think? Unless you want to come on, brother, still, again. Everybody's welcome. Sure. The, the we- news is going to get better after. Starting tomorrow, there's going to be much bigger news announcements and things like yeah. that, so. Yeah, there's um, not much. There's not much going. On. I've been skimming the headlines. It's you know, like AMC is is, is postponing their opening again. Bill I saw that is debuting in, in theaters and streaming video at the same time. Yeah. Um, there's a new GI Joe game coming out, Jude. I sent you that the the link over text. Yeah, I saw that coming out. What about um, the biggest news of the day? That Flashpoint will not be exactly the same as the comic book. Have we had any movie adaptations that are exactly the same as the comic book? No. How is that news? I know. <laughs> yeah. not news. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of figured that once they said that Michael Keaton was going to be Bruce Wayne. And, they, well, therefore, it's not going to be the Flashpoint story. Duh. How about my, my big Flashpoint story would be Ezra Miller sucks as the Flash. Yeah, that's my news. <laughs> God, <laughs> the boys, they ruined they they ruined the character completely for me. I just he's he's a freaking CSI and he's just a stupid asshole in the Justice League. So <laughs> that was one of the first movies I've ever seen. I wish I could get those two hours back of my life. Oh, wasn't it bad? I didn't see it because I heard bad oh, things about it. It's bad. Bad. Oh, it's it's. I, I I went to the movie theaters to see it, and I wish I hadn't. It was there was like ten people in the movie theater. They all knew it sucked, and we were just kind of looking at each other, going, "Yeah, it's, it's worse than we thought." <laughs> well, it's kind of the same reason I went to see Rise of Skywalker. You know, the car crash is coming, you, but you have yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be in the driver's seat. Yeah. So, Jason, let me ask you: Are you curious about the Zack Snyder cut of that, though? Not even a little bit, not even remotely. Okay. It, I was, it was so horrible that, um, I mean, what, what, could this, what could the cut give you that, and what kind of quality could the cut bring to it that would, uh, would make it worthwhile watching? 
All I, I did hear was that apparently he had a plan for Superman that he never got to finish. And that Superman yeah. was going to go on a, on a... He was going to end up like the Christopher Reeve Superman by the end. So for Man of Steel 2, we'd have a happy Superman instead of that whiny, yeah. brooding Superman. But other than that, I yeah. don't know. Because Joss Whedon kind of did that to him anyway in the... In the so... It's true. But I, but I am How curious. I just want to see the difference. How much material exists in the cut? Do you know? I think Apparently, it's enough to make it three, three hours long. And I think they reshot stuff, didn't they? They reshot yeah, they shot like 40% it. of it, yeah. Well, when they hired Joss Whedon, they reshot about 40% of the movie. Yeah. So, I mean, so, could, could the cut redeem the movie? That's the big thing. I mean, could have redeemed such a horrible villain as Steppenwolf? I mean, that was just... Oh, my God. Oh. Just... Everybody so thought it should have been Darkseid, but... Well, Darkseid will be in the Zack Snyder cut. That was That's, another thing. Oh, really? Remember, originally, it was announced as two movies, originally. Justice League Part 1 and Part 2. And apparently, at the end of Part 1, they were going to introduce Darkseid for Part 2. That's right. So I wonder, you know, there, he's probably going to put it back to that and hope that it's successful enough that either HBO Max will give him the money to make the second one or Warner will say, hey, man, you know what? We were wrong. You were right. Finish it. No, it's 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 only yeah. it's, it's going to be one and self-contained. So he's going to try to he's going to try to combine the best he can. It's not going to be so much the Snyder cut of what we got. It's going to be the Snyder cut of what exists. Right. So yeah. So dark dark side is going to be in it, but I guess it's not going to be it's not going to go completely into the whole like. Score first and all that other stuff that was in that was in it the first time. It's basically if it was shot, that's what he's going to use. Right, right. All right, guys, I gotta I gotta get going because um, my daughter only has about a half an hour because they're going to dinner. So I, gotta... I think I, I think we should wrap it up. I mean, there's really I don't think we do we have any more topics to cover, Pete, or do you want to uh, wait tomorrow? Um, well, I will just say I will just say this, and you guys can sort out the ending. Hail to the fandom, my fellow pizza toppings. <laughs> I will see you tomorrow. All right, tell your daughter happy right. birthday. I will. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, I mean there there weren't a whole lot of uh, I mean uh, 